our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. and welcome to Backstage Gaming, dramatic takes on your favorite games. I'm Chris. And I'm Dylan. And here we are again, you, Dylan, me, all of us here together in your ears, just like it, just like it's always supposed to be. Isn't that the way of things? I don't I know hope, what this energy I'm bringing to the room times is. times never change, Chris. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why this is the energy I chose to lead off with, but here we are. <laughs> uh, hey, Dylan, what's, uh, what's going on? What's the plan for this week? Um, so yeah, we're we're doing another uh, director's or uh, side reading, whatever you want to call these things. We're doing it again, because uh, yeah, the last one was fun, and I played video games, and I'm like, I want to hear this line in Chris' voice. Oh. So we doing it. Yeah, we, uh, we did this once before. Uh, we're going to kind of alternate back and forth, just sort of... Uh, we've we've each prepped some some scenes for each other, some sides, and we're going to... I have not seen anything Dylan has prepped for me. Dylan has not seen anything I have prepped for him, and we're gonna we're gonna see what happens. We're gonna do some cold reads, and then we're gonna offer some each other some direction and and uh, see where it goes. And you know, as we're able to, maybe we'll we'll share share some pearls of wisdom or see if we can't like codify what's going on into like a nice little platitude for any of you aspiring actors out there to to stick in your pocket and take with you and to ruminate on later. So do you do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Uh I think yeah, I'll go first. Scenes for Dylan. Ah, there we go. Scroll down to the third page, side labeled Steinman. Steinman. And whenever I, you're ready, oh, go ahead. Oh, okay, I remember this. Yeah. Uh, this is Bioshock, right? This is Bioshock. Okay, it's one okay. of the most affecting moments of Bioshock by my mind, but we'll get into what it means after we hear your cold read. Okay. I am beautiful, yes. Look at me. What could I do to make my features finer? With Adam and my scalpel, I have been transformed. But is there not something better? What if now it is not my skill that fails me, but my imagination? When Picasso became bored of painting people, he started representing them as cubes in other abstract forms. The world called him a genius! I've spent my entire surgical career creating the same tired shapes over and over again. The upturned nose, the cleft chin, the ample bosom. Wouldn't it be wonderful if I could do with a knife what that old Spaniard did with a brush? Yes. Got it. Okay, so for context, uh, this is from the game Bioshock, as Dylan mentioned. There is a scene when you are exploring an old medical ward, an old plastic surgery den. And this... This couple of lines I had Dylan do are two different uh, audio logs you can find f- that belong to the doctor that ran this plastic surgery studio who lost his marbles a little bit. <laughs> Went what absolutely with, cuckoo. What with, you know, absolute power corrupts absolutely. And as you're, as you're exploring, this is maybe the freakiest portion of Bioshock 
it's so good, but like mm-hmm. you'll be wandering and suddenly you'll walk into a room and it's like pitch black and then a spotlight will come on and it's just like, that is a piece of art made out of people parts. <laughs> huh. And it, it's very Hannibal. It's very like, you know, looking through the eyes of a serial killer kind of. And it's mm-hmm. a, a really, really haunting moment that is punctuated by these audio logs that you find. And I really like Dylan. What? What I like, Dylan, that you did is I like that you mm-hmm. d- he didn't feel like... You also really like, like Dylan. I do really I like hope. Dylan. Dylan. <laughs> Dylan's a good. Uh, but what I really like that you did is that you you didn't immediately go to, like, he is a crazy person. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it was not like you were going, I'm going to play this caricature of Mad Scientist. You, you, you began in a very, like, hello, yes, I'm just an exuberant artist kind of, kind of place that I enjoyed. Yeah. What I'd like to hear on a on a subsequent read that I think might be fun is there's there's um and this is for the audience's benefit there's there's an old adage that like the way that you act drunk is by acting like you're not drunk yeah like when you're if you're needing to play a character on stage who is drunk and you're just out there like hey I'm really drunk and yeah <laughs> like that's that's caricaturist that's not yeah. believable at all. The way you do that believably is you go to a place of like, you're really here, but you really need the person that you're talking to to think that you're totally fine. Because when you're drunk, you nobody ever is actually like that. Everyone, yeah. when they're drunk, is at, trying their best to appear sober. No, and so I'm I wanna, fine. I, can, I haven't had that many drinks. Yeah. And so I want to apply that philosophy to this person's mania. Yeah, okay. I, want you I can to, definitely do that. I want you to go to that, like caricature of an insane mad scientist and then pull it back to the point of like that's who you really are but you're trying to hide it until you get to those like last couple lines about like wouldn't it be wonderful or like spent my entire surgical career somewhere around there there the facade starts to break and it gets a little more manic yeah i am beautiful yes look at me what could i do to make my features finer with adam in my scalpel i have been transformed is there not something better? What if now it is not my skill that fails me, but but my imagination? When Picasso became bored of painting people, he started representing them as cubes and other abstract forms. The world called him a genius. I've spent my entire surgical career creating the same tired shapes over and over again. The upturned nose, the cleft chin, the ample bosom... Wouldn't it be wonderful if I could do with a knife what that old Spaniard did with a brush? Let me retake that last line. I did not like that read. Okay. Wouldn't it be wonderful if I could do with a knife what that old Spaniard did with a brush? I I don't know how to... I feel like I need to build higher, but I'm still trying to keep it under control. Uh, And that's the issue I'm having right now. Yeah. What do you think? I I think that that impulse is, is strong, and I like the energy that you're bringing it there. Mm-hmm. I I want to hear one where like that like the indignity of that the fact that like Picasso was you know revolutionary mm-hmm. for doing this but you're crazy I want I want okay. one read where like that kind of comes out a little bit and maybe that culminates in it getting a little more manic than you want okay. to get I like that so try again from like when Picasso okay I'm gonna look at uh, words to hit now what words are you looking at to hit. I'm still working that out. <laughs> okay, I, was, I was trying to make a teachable moment. I'll, I'll ask that again once you say you're ready. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> or maybe after, maybe after the next read. Okay, I'm just going to... I'm not 
gonna just wing it, but I, I think I, I'm over, if I overthink it, I'm not gonna get it. When Picasso became bored of painting people, he started representing them as cubes in other abstract forms. The world called him a genius. I've spent my entire surgical career creating the same tired shapes over and over again. The upturned nose, the cleft chin, the ample bosom. Wouldn't it be wonderful if I could do with a knife what that old Spaniard did with a brush? Yeah, I like that. And I think... Okay, so so you you mentioned wanting to find the right words to hit. What are what did you mean by that? So, in every sentence, or I guess every thought, there's usually a word to hit, and sometimes it's the subject. It's basically what the character is focused on, and it, it when you hit that word, it gives a better idea of what that character, why the character is saying the thing he's saying. So I could say when Picasso became bored of painting people. So now you're thinking like, all right, he's talking about Picasso's technique. But if I say when Picasso became bored of painting people, it, it becomes more about like this great man, this artist. Yeah. Is is there anything else you wanted me to hit there? Or I think <laughs> was that good? I mean, I, I like all of these. And I, th I think what's what's compelling about this, what's fun for me about this exercise and what I hope is fun for y'all listening is like the kinds of variations. There, There's almost like a like a, a butterfly effect of like. You take one small element of, like, how I'm asking you to think about the copy, and you end up with something pretty dramatically different each time. Mm -hmm. And so if any of you out there are, like, you know, directors or particularly uh, directors of, of projects that involve voiceover work, I'm attempting to ask the kinds of questions that I find helpful as an actor when, are, when they are asked to me or give the kind of direction that is helpful uh, as an actor when it's given to me. There is nothing more disheartening for me than when a director tells me, like, oh, can you make that, like, more sad? <laughs> or I, it, what has come to be dreaded is, oh, can you make that, like, more conversational? Because, oh. like, that just, like, I, I know what that means, but at the same time, it means nothing. Right. So finding these, like, actionable moments of, like, approach it from this angle or have this intent behind it is going to get you a lot farther as a director than like being outcome oriented for lack yeah. of a better word. Yeah. But that being said, I, I, I kind of want to hear you do one where like you do just kind of go all out, like not full caricature mode. Yeah. Yeah. But like, imagine this same character giving this, this monologue at like a very low point where that self-control that they're using to keep themselves composed is okay. strained to gone. All of that, uh, like, what's it called, Adam? Yeah. Like, okay. you're still trying to keep it together. You want the person yeah. you're talking to to, like, see you for the artist you are, but, like, I don't know, you're relapsing or you're, you're, you're for some reason, like, that control is not where it should be for okay. that outcome. Okay. I am beautiful, yes. Uh, look at me. What could I do to make my features finer? With Adam and my scalpel, I have been transformed. But is there not something better? What if now it is not my skill that fails me, but uh, my imagination? When Picasso became bored of painting people, he started representing them as cubes in other abstract forms. The world called him a genius! I've spent my entire surgical career creating the same tired shapes over and over again. The the upturned nose, the cleft chin, the ample bosom. 
Wouldn't it be wonderful if I could do with a knife what that old Spaniard did with a brush? I like it. God, this Bioshock is such a well-written game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's got some. It's got some good monologues. It's got some good stuff in there, and that was a fun. Like I always find characters like that to be very challenging, but really fun. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're meaty, and there's a lot to dig into, and there's a lot of different ways you can approach a character who is unhinged in some way. And I thought you I thought you did a really good job there. That was fun. All right. Thank shall you. I shall I take I, a bite of yeah, something? Um so I'm actually so I have the ace combat uh monologue, but I think that might be better saved for another episode. I think okay. uh if we do one episode where we like zero in on one kind of lengthy That could be fun. Passage. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Okay. Um I'm not gonna tell you which character this is yet. Um, you might already know, but I, I will say that this, this is a character who, the, the way he's talking feels like it's straight out of an anime. Um, <laughs> All right. But I, the way I want you to consider this character is that he is someone who, like, he, he has consumed a lot of media. And so, like, the way he's talking is, like, kind of a reflection of that. He is a normal person, um, but he is kind of the product of the media he has consumed this is when uh, it yeah. begins it's, the count this this count yes okay okay it's a little wordy so i might break it up a little bit if i start oh, by, to flub by, but by all means let's see where it goes this count i feel as if i'm looking at my future self mega bucks big ass house fast cars dining in style with a world-class chef and a trusty nutritionist counting every calorie a team of hot yoga instructors to keep me in shape, nurses to attend to my body, maids and loyal servants at my beck and call. On the weekends, tanned babes knocking on my door every two hours. Every day full of excitement and luxury, that'd be the life. Everything in its right place. It's the perfect life. It's the life for winners. That'll be my life. I thirst for selflessness. Hypocrites lusting for their own desires get killed by young rookies like me. This is how it goes down. And for the old killers, they'll croak anyway. I guess you can call this a comedy. I realize there's nothing really here for me. But what else can I do but keep going? Maybe I should have been a little more careful before I jumped in. Gotta find the exit. Gotta find the exit to paradise. But I can't see it. I can't see anything. There's this sense of doom running down my spine like it's like it's trying to suck the life out of me. I need to get rid of it before I bail. Something deeper, deeper than my instincts is taunting me. I can't find the exit. 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 All right. Um. So to now pull the curtain back, this is Travis Touchdown from the I had a few, I got about halfway I, uh, yeah, through and I yeah. was like, is this No More Heroes? This is No More Heroes. <laughs> uh, I didn't know right a... away, but like somewhere, uh, mm-hmm. somewhere in there, I started to be like, this feels familiar. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I've been on the Suda Fifty One kick, as I have probably mentioned in like a past episode. I think you, I think you did a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably the same episode as like the fighting game one. Anyway, yeah. So a friend actually brought over his copy of No More Heroes, and we were playing it, and I didn't realize that like, and I guess it's just for the first boss. But while you're fighting the first boss, this is when Travis says this monologue, and it's kind of like so. Given circumstances for you, Chris, yeah. Um, Actually, okay, before I have you reread this monologue, and you're going to hate me, and I know this isn't how it's normally done, okay. but 
I just kind of wanted to fuck with you a bit. Yeah, do it. <laughs> I'm always down to get fucked. This is uh, the opening monologue of No More Heroes that I feel like gives you a better sense of Travis's character. But I just wanted to see what you'd do without knowing the exact context okay. of the later. Do you want me to, to do this one too? Yeah. There's there's one side uh, that's uh, a second character I will read for Sylvia. Um, but yeah, yeah, you can just read through this. And then we'll, with this kind of background knowledge, you can hit uh, the, the monologue you just read again. Yeah, all right. I know a lot of gamers out there don't have much patience. Oh, uh, last, uh, last uh, point of direction. I'm sorry. You, <laughs> All right. you, can re- you can read this in your normal voice. I feel like you don't have to do a character for this. Okay. I was just going for it. Like, I, Travis, I, yeah. to me, reads as younger, and my voice does not read as young. <laughs> Travis is in his, uh, I want to say he's, like, our age, maybe a little older. In oh, I'm, no I'm aware that, of that that is how old he is. Oh, you're talking about... I'm talking, like, like, maturity level. And there's something about, like, pitching my voice up that feels better for that, but I'll do... I'll just do this one in my my regular voice, and we'll see what it feels like. Could could you try the little... I I don't... Like, obviously, don't lean into the caricature, but, like, add a little bit of dude bro into it. Like, uh, think of a... Think of... Think of a Twitch streamer, um, any Twitch streamer. (laughs) Literally all of them. Yeah, or, like, hey, guys, it's me. (laughs) (laughs) So you want me to... I knew a lot of gamers out there don't have much pain. Let's <laughs> go full Kuwabara. No, no, no. Uh, just just kind of like, uh, I, I don't want to just give you a read. No, I, but, no uh, I, I, I think I know what you mean, though. Okay, okay. I know a lot of gamers out there don't have much patience. At least that's what Bishop, the dude at the video store, said. So I'm at the register. Then I realized I got no money. I was seriously broke. Why? Because I met this smoking hot chick last night at the deathmatch bar. Oh, man, she smelled good. So, being the gentleman I am, I bought her a drink. Anywho, I decided to get a job. The gig? Assassinate the drifter. So I went where I was supposed to and waited for the guy to show up. And there he was. This cat. Well-dressed. Cool. Couldn't tell if he was the shit or just plain old shit. Yeah, so he's styling, fast, aggressive, and packing heat. Bada-bing. Or at least it was supposed to be. Till she showed up. Her name? Sylvia Crystal. An agent with this whatchamacallit association. Congratulations. You are certified as the 11th best hitman. How about getting, getting rid of the 10 killers above you and aim for the top? I want to be number one. How's that? Short and simple enough for you? It's going to be a long, hard road. But who knows? Could kick ass. Could be dangerous. Could totally suck. What do you say, bro? Join me. Let's see how far we can take this. And for you there holding the Wii remote right now, just press the A button. Let the bloodshed begin. Okay. So I'm going to give you a objective for this monologue. Okay. Um, so Travis Touchdown is, for all intents and purposes, he's an otaku who bought a lightsaber off of Amazon. And <laughs> I fucking love really... No More Heroes. It's so <laughs> it's dumb. So, it's so... Oh, I love it so much. Um, but he, he basically... He, he buys a lightsaber off of Amazon, and he kills some dude, and now he wants you to know, you the listener, to know you're the shit, and you know what? Dante over there? Fuck Dante. Ryu, Hayabusa, Raiden, they're all shit compared to me, <laughs> okay? Because I am Travis Touchdown, and you know what? I'm I'm one of you, and this is going to be awesome. So it's you and me. Uh, like, I want... This is bad direction. I'm really sorry. Uh, but... I think what what I want is 
to kind of build more into the hype uh by the by the end of the monologue i feel like you lost a bit of steam that is fair that is yeah and like you want me to I, do the, fir- the first one again yeah so i guess cool. i guess like in my mind i want like literally he's saying to press a so we can start the first level in which i, I kill it. a mansion full of people <laughs> Yeah, I I hadn't realized I was talking directly to I was intended to be talking directly to the the player, which gives that I know a lot of okay. gamers out there don't have much patience, a little bit more okay, intentionality yeah. there. Yeah. All right. I know a lot of gamers out there don't have much patience. At least that's what Bishop the dude at the video store said. So I'm at the register, then I realize I got no money. I was seriously broke. Why? Cuz I met this smoking hot chick last night at the deathmatch bar. Man, she smelled good. So, being the gentleman I am, I bought her a drink. Anywho, I decided to get a job. The gig? Assassinate the drifter. So I went where I was supposed to and waited for the guy to show up. And there he was. This cat. Well-dressed. Cool. Couldn't tell if he was the shit or just plain old shit. So yeah, he's styling, fast, aggressive, and packing heat. Bada-bing. Or at least it was supposed to be. Till she showed up. Her name? Sylvia Christel. An agent with this whatchamacallit association. Congratulations. You are certified as the 11th best hitman. How about getting rid of the 10 killers above you and aim for the top? I want to be number one. How's that? Short and simple enough for you? It's going to be a long, hard road, but who knows? Could kick ass. Could be dangerous. Could totally suck. What do you say, bro? Join me. Let's see how far we can take this. And for you there holding the Wii remote right now, just press the A button. Let the bloodshed begin. All right, I'm liking it. It's it's getting to a it's getting to a better place. Yeah. Um, let's see. I think uh, that you you do a break uh, between could be dangerous, could totally suck. I cut that break. I f- yeah, cut that break. Okay. I feel like that. Um, I wish kind of... I had a standing booth set up right now. I want to. I like. I did. I I feel like I need to be standing for this part, but my microphone would then be at ah, penis I feel level. That. <laughs> Do it while squatting. Coward. (laughs) (laughs) Assert dominance. (laughs) Yeah, this is what I'm going to say. So, we've talked before about this whole meta-narrative knowledge of, like, the distinction between the avatar and the player. Yeah. And so I think what's interesting about Travis is that Travis is a character who, in a lot of ways, he represents the player. Um you know, like, No More Heroes is intelligently written, but it's also, like, like it dives wholeheartedly into its own schlockiness. Um, and Travis is a very schlocky character. So I think what I... I guess, like, what I'm trying to say is uh, this monologue is kind of... He doesn't have, like, quite the same hook that, like, a character like Dante would have, where Dante's, like, you know, he's the son of the warrior Sparta, and he's this cool guy who owns a demon hunting shop. Travis is kind of a nobody who's trying to prove that he's a somebody, and he's saying, okay. if you can control me, if you can take me to the top, you know that your time will have been worth it. Um, And in the final, final few lines, I think Travis is basically, he's like, amping up because he's like he knows you're gonna press the a button and he's waiting for it to start and he's like super excited to finally get his chance to shine okay okay i gotcha i know a lot of gamers out there don't have much patience at least that's what bishop the dude at the video store said so i'm at the register then i realize i got no money i was seriously broke why 
because I met the smoking hot chick last night at the deathmatch bar. Man, she smelled good. So being the gentleman I am, I bought her a drink. Anywho, I decide to get a job. The gig? Assassinate the drifter. So I... Oh, sorry. Oh, uh, while, while you're paused, something fun that I think we could do... And you wouldn't know this, but uh, the drifter is kind of a parody of Dante. So he's okay. saying, like, th- this is literally Travis killing what would be That's the funny. industry rival. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the gig? Assassinate the drifter. So I went where I was supposed to be and waited for the guy to show up. And there he was. This cat. Well-dressed, cool, couldn't tell if he was the shit or just plain old shit. Yeah, so he's styling, fast, aggressive, and packing heat. Bada bing. Or at least it was supposed to be. Till she showed up. Her name? Sylvia Crystal. An agent with this whatchamacallit association. Congratulations. You are certified as the 11th best hitman. How about getting rid of the 10 killers above you and aim for the top? I want to be number one. How's that? Short and simple enough for you? It's going to be a long, hard road, but who knows? Could kick ass. Could be dangerous. Could totally suck. What do you say, bro? Join me. Let's see how far we can take this. And for you there, holding the Wii remote right now, just press the A button. Let the bloodshed begin. All right. Three takes of let the bloodshed begin, but I'm loving the direction this is taking. All right. (laughs) Just press the A button. Let the bloodshed begin. Just press the A button. Let the bloodshed begin. Just press the A button and let the bloodshed begin. Yes. I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. (laughs) Travis is such a fun character. He's such a dork. I love him. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you want to do this count, or do you want to? Uh, I think let's let's leave go it back with to that me real quick and okay, uh, yeah. duck into before we before we head oh, back yes. to you doing things. Let's let's take a brief stroll over and crack open that playbill. Hello. We've cracked open that playbill. Cracking yes. open a playbill with the boys. Uh, how's that for... I'll take dated memes for 200, Alex. <laughs> I still reference that one. I don't care. It's a wholesome one. <laughs> you can't take the boys away from me. <laughs> you can take the cold one out of the boys, but you can't take the boys out of the cold one. Uh... <laughs> okay, yeah, let's go. Hey, Dylan. Yeah. What is Macross? Macross is an 80s science fiction anime uh, that also has a bunch of sequels and related media, and it's pretty cool. Uh, actually, here's a fun fact for the day. Um, Macross was localized in the 80s uh, by Harmony Gold as Robotech, which was one of the first, uh, notably one of the first anime that, when translated, didn't completely scrub away all of the, you know, it, it's considered one of the more poignant uh, translation efforts of the time. I didn't know um, Robotech was Macross. Yes, yes it is. I learned something today. <laughs> I taught Chris something today. So anyway, if uh, this show sounds interesting to you, uh, it's about the military, it's about mechas, it's about uh, pop culture. We're delving a little bit into like rock bands in with Macross 7, so that's been pretty fun. Uh, each Macross series, surprisingly, kind of jumps musical genres, and I, I, I really dig that. Like, the original Macross... I know I'm stuck on this, but it's just an interesting <laughs> conversation point. Uh, the original Macross was kind of, like, 80s J-pop, but the sequels have, like, kind of bounced around from, like, Bjork to now, like, very late 90s J-metal. 
Um, it's really kind of fun to keep track of. And if that sounds interesting to you, you can check us out on Dude You Remember. That is D-U-D-E. Um, and you can find us on anchor.fm slash Dude You Remember. And we are also on Spotify, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. Hell yeah. You should also go show some love, speaking of science fiction, to our friends over at The Unexplored Places. It's an actual play podcast. Uh, we're currently in season two, which is using the Scum and Villainy game system to do some space criminal stories. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm in the main cast. Dylan is a sort of going to be a recurring character, but Dylan actually the last week was the first episode featuring Dylan's character. And then this coming week, you'll be able to hear uh, him some more and gosh those sessions were a ton of fun to play I, and i oh my god i i'm so happy that i'm playing with you yeah, guys now it's a blast and everyone else involved is fantastic and you can find them by going to unexploredcast.libsyn.com or on twitter at unexploredcast i want to shout out if you like my voice and want to hear me doing the acting thing you can hear me in a couple of currently running podcasts one is called superstition which you can find on twitter on twitter at pod superstition that's p-o-d superstition the other is the god's head incidental in which i play a neurotic wreck uh, and you can find that <laughs> at on twitter at god's head pod both of them are super good and uh in particular episode two of god's head pod i'm like really proud of my performance in that in that oh, episode hey, and nice. there's some some really fun gags that they wrote into that for me to be a part of, which was a ton of fun. Thank you, as always, to our patrons at patreon.com slash bsgpod. Thanks to you. Me? We're able to do no, this. not me. Not you. You, 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 you don't pay. <laughs> it's true. Uh, but thanks to y'all, we are able to keep this thing running and not lose money while doing it. And that is a uh, an enormous privilege. And we are, we're really grateful to all of you who have supported us. And if you like what we're doing and you want to support us more directly that is a great way to do that you can do that over at patreon.com slash bsg pod thank you also to the hp video game podcast network for having us on the network they're a collective of a bunch of podcasts about video games looking at it from a bunch of different angles from fandom to development to news uh to people like us who take kind of like a more analytical approach and if you like what we're doing, you'll probably like at least a couple of them, too. So go check them out. They're always being retweeted by the network's Twitter account at HPVGPodNetwork on Twitter. Uh, Dylan, anything yes. else you want to plug? Nope, not off the top of my head. All right, me neither. Thank you guys for listening and for uh, for humoring us through the playbill. And now let's slide back into the show proper. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Hey, Dylan, I'm really, 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 really excited to hear you do this next side. Okay, is this Psychonauts? This is Psychonauts. Okay, I wasn't this sure. Is, I, I'm going to explain a little bit after I hear your cold read. Okay. Okay, that's that's fair. I did that to you. <laughs> Let me just take a look. Yeah, take 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 a moment to read through because it's a, it's a trip. You're really uh, throwing me to the crazies today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's been so long since I've played Psychonauts, I can't remember the context of this. (laughs) For Uh, what it's worth, there's not much. Okay, okay.
<sighs> all right, all right. I guess I'll just cold read it. I'm trying yep, to understand who I'm talking to. You would be saying this if no uh, one was around. Yeah, yeah, okay. No, no, wait. I mean, right! Those little green cops, uh, or else maybe. Uh, <laughs> all those stupid crows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Went to the prom with the dog track regulators. But they can't hide that they... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bought votes to protect the fluoride producers. Right. Can I really be the only person who sees this? You know, my house is clean, right? Right, boss? And if they find out I know this stuff, I'm dead. Someone moved into my neighborhood, uninvited. The kids with the goggles, who are merely pawns of the, the, the tuna canneries, hmm? Uh, in conjunction with those Bermuda Triangle Sharks, who are the puppet masters of the squirrels. And who wins? Them. And who loses? The lap belt, man. I mean, who do they think they're fooling? Thank you so much for doing that. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> so, uh, fun fact, you just did something that the voice actor for this part never did because Psychonauts had a couple of instances where there were points where it was possible that a character that you were near would just be, like, vamping and talking for a long period. And so what they did is they had the voice actors for these characters. There's one of which is this character, the Milkman, and another of which is one of the one of your, like, friends at camp and they just would have the voice actor like say a whole bunch of different like snippets of lines oh. and then and, <laughs> and then they would run them up. through a randomizer <laughs> so, so things this like is a frankenstein monologue yeah this this is not a monologue that the voice actor ever said this is as i experienced it <laughs> i went and found this character and just wrote down what he said for a few minutes <laughs> but this is completely randomly assembled from snippets. Oh. And so, yeah. See, I thought I was being evil dropping a random Travis monologue on you, but you had me all along. <laughs> uh, but no, there, there, it's it's a brilliant way of the developers, like, getting a lot of mileage out of these characters that just need to be rambling and, like, what they say doesn't actually matter. But this character is also, he, he is a... Uh, He's guarding a gate when you find him, and he's rambling about these conspiracy theories, and you need to help him kind of riddle through his conspiracy theories in order to get him to, to help you out. Uh, and I, I love him. I love the Milkman so very much. <laughs> Psychonauts is one of the best games ever played uh, or ever made. Go go play it. They're making a Psychonauts 2 soon, and I cannot fucking wait. Mm. But yeah, I, I love how much you just went for that. That was... Yeah exactly what is necessary because this is a character who when you find him he is talking to himself and scribbling the nonsense coming out of his mouth on a wall okay. so like you were in the right place yeah um, I, like after like the first like three uh lines i i kind of got the rhythm and i'm like oh, okay i know i remember at least a little bit of what this dude yeah. was about yeah and so i think I don't really have any super specific direction to give okay. you because, again, this is not a piece of text that is meant to make sense going all the way through. So <laughs> there's, there's not no a lot objective. of objective. There's no objective. There's not a lot of analysis I can I can bring to it. You just but wanted I, to hear me read it. I wanted to hear you read it. I also <laughs> like this is the kind of thing that it it you'll find every now and then where like mm -hmm. the struggle of the monologue 
or more particularly the soliloquy is the question of like whose benefit is it for why is the character saying it what do you do with that yeah because so much of acting is figuring out like okay what am i getting out of these words that are coming out of my mouth yeah what's my objective what am i what am i trying to get someone else to do and so for something like this there's not really an external objective but what there is is like this this is a character who has lost his mind and when you go in to like fix his brain because you're a psychonaut and you you, you know, the game is you jumping into people's heads and like examining their psyche from the inside you discover that like somebody else has gone in and like suppressed a portion of this guy's consciousness mm-hmm. so the objective that I want you to keep in mind is you are trying to help yourself find the find the truth and you're trying like you are verbally sifting through all of this noise trying to like keep yourself together mm-hmm. and I think that the other thing I'd like you to think about is like take a moment and look over it and I'll, I'll cut out the pause obviously but okay yeah look for points of contrast because it would be very easy for this to all be like the little looking cops and all went at the stupid crows. Yeah, yeah. And the problem yeah, with yeah. the tra- and like you were already doing this, but like take another look over now that you've read it once and mm-hmm. look for those points where like you can you can have those builds and those fades and you those can build fades, in the peaks yeah. the peaks and valleys a little bit. Yeah. No, no, wait. I mean Right. Those little green cops? Uh or else maybe uh all those stupid crows yeah 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 uh went to the prom with with the tr- dog track regulators but they can't hide that they yeah 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 uh, bought votes to protect the fluoride producers right can i really be the only person who sees this you know my house is clean right right boss and if they find out i know this stuff i'm dead Someone moved into my neighborhood, uninvited. The kids with the goggles, who are merely the pawns of the tuna canneries, huh? In conjunction with those Bermuda Triangle sharks, who are the puppet masters of the squirrels. And who wins? Them. And who loses? The lap belt, man. I mean, who do they think they're fooling? Okay, something really interesting happened. Yeah. Where those that that first two lines, no no wait, I mean right. Like something about the way you delivered that felt so fucking tragic. <laughs> and I don't I don't know what it was, but it like it it added a different like tint to the rest of it that I was really loving. <laughs> <laughs> like I think Last time I, I didn't exactly I, I said that without like really yeah trying to think about it in the greater context of all you know this, but this time I was thinking a bit more in terms of what uh like trying to in my mind I created a scene where I'm trying to convince someone of something and that yeah. someone might be the little voice in my head that that someone might be someone overhearing me but I am for all intents and purposes I, I'm playing against a wall. Yeah, uh, and so kind of with that in mind from the beginning, that changed how I read this whole thing, and I'm still not sure if I could tell you like anything, but <laughs> but yeah, it's it's amazing yeah. how those little 
those little adjustments can like really tinge things differently. Yeah. No, I I really enjoyed that. I don't know that I I need to do that again. Like I said, this one okay. was more for the hey, here's uh here's something really wild that I just kind of want to want to want to sink our teeth into. But well, we talked about um in last week's episode. Uh, if, if I could just ch- touch on yeah. this real quick. Uh, we we talked about this on last week's episode, which we actually recorded about an hour ago. Oh, mm, peeling um, back the kimono. <laughs> the kimono? I don't know. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yeah, no, we, we, we talked about... Chris talked about how in fighting games, usually you practice a bunch of different combos so that, like, for any given situation, you can kind of go on autopilot and react accordingly. And I feel like that's something I did here, um, completely unconsciously, like I'm supposed to, uh, where, you know, the the first take was, like, very manic, and I, I kind of wrote that manic energy throughout the whole thing. And this time I, I tried going for something a bit more nuanced, although I could, I could not tell you the nuance I was going for. I think I was, like, trying to build into... I was building into a snowballing conspiracy theory, and that gave a very different vibe. Um, and that was just me kind of following that one inciting... It's not really an inciting incident, but Chris, you know what I mean. That, yeah, I you, you you got, like, you found a hook that worked for you. Yeah. That you were able to kind of, like, use to connect this otherwise very out there thing. And you were able to kind of bring that energy through the rest of it. Yeah. And I, I think, as someone who is not a director, one of the things that I realized while I was directing you for the last side was like, I'm kind of, I'm trying to give Chris reads, even though I'm not trying to, that's, that's what I am subconsciously doing because I'm an actor and I never studied directing. But I think, you know, when I, when I really got you to where I wanted you to go, I was kind of giving you that hook and I was trying to give you more details about the character and the kind of person he might be and what he's trying to get out of the, his audience. Um, and I, I think you really, you really got somewhere with that. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed hearing you do that. I yeah. Everyone go uh, play Psychonauts. It's a great game, but like that, yeah. I'm I appreciate you diving into this weird hodgepodge of a thing. <laughs> okay, uh, if I could have you read the the count monologue now. Yeah, uh, though, that'll probably yeah that'll probably um, do us for time mm- then. That's that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I turned to I, this. I, I, I like this final monologue because it's kind of in contrast to the previous ones and it tells a story, but we don't need that. <laughs> um, what we do need is... Actually, I'll explain this after. Uh, but So I we, we kind of got to a good place in when we ran the opening monologue, yeah. and now I, want, yeah. I kind of want you to carry that into this uh, for context because now I'm going to give you context. Uh, this is the boss of the first level. So Travis Touchdown has like basically burst into this um this guy's mansion has killed all of his security like hallways literally awash with blood and he he makes it to the count and the count's just kind of chilling by his pool uh and so you you Travis basically says yo let's fight and he's like you're such a naive kid all right let's do this <laughs> um and yeah so this this is during the fight and i think this is kind of when it for Travis's character he goes from all right, this is awesome. I'm going to be number one. And now he's thinking about the actual consequences of being in the game. And now he is, I I guess like 
this is going to be pretentious and this isn't a directing point this is more (laughs) like an analysis point but uh i think this is like a monologue of an action game character who realizes like oh yeah there's will i actually find fulfillment in this Uh (laughs) uh-oh yeah and it's that it's that kind of moment of self-doubt after taking the plunge yeah all right let's see what happens this count i feel as if i'm looking at my future self mega bucks big ass house fast cars dining in style with a world-class chef and a trusty nutritionist counting every calorie a team of hot yoga instructors to keep me in shape nurses to attend to my body maids and loyal servants at my beck and call On the weekends, tanned babes knocking on my door every two hours, every day full of excitement and luxury. That'd be the life. Everything in its right place. It's the perfect life. It's the life for winners. That'll be my life. I thirst for selflessness. Hypocrites lusting for their own desires get killed by young rookies like me. This is how it goes down. And for the old killers, they'll croak anyway. I guess you can call this a comedy. I realize there's really nothing here for me, but what else can I do but keep going? Maybe I should have been a little more careful before I jumped in. I I gotta find the exit. Gotta find that exit to paradise, but I I can't see it. I can't see anything. There's this sense of doom running down my spine like like it's trying to suck the life out of me. I need to get rid of it before I bail. Something deeper, deeper than my instincts is taunting me. I can't find the exit. 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 I like that. That was good. Thank you. I liked uh, it too. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Uh, I also apologize. Well, you... I'm getting a little bit hoarse. I uh, oh, okay. We're, we're in. We're into like hour and a half of recording and i oh, recorded a, right, a right. goblin a goblin audition before we even started recording <laughs> oh, at all no i was i was only gonna have you do one more read is that okay yeah that's fine okay okay so i guess the the two points uh i will say the first point is i don't think i i know that like travis is kind of spiraling but i don't think it's to the point of panic um okay. i think i think he realizes like i gotta keep my head on right now and it, it's kind of like, I guess, like, have you ever been at, like, a really stressful shift at work and you want to panic, but you know, like, the second you do that, you will just cease to function? Yeah. I think Travis, I, I think this is, he's he's trying to kind of resume his rhythm near the end. Let me, let me give a better direction than that. Okay, no, that, that, that's mm-hmm. interesting. That's an interesting, I, there's something to that that I really like. Yeah, like... He is searching for the exit rather than panicking that he can't find the exit. Okay, okay. Okay. This count. I feel like I'm looking at my future self. Mega bucks, big-ass house, fast cars, dining in style with a world-class chef and a trusty nutritionist counting every calorie. A team of hot yoga instructors to keep me in shape, nurses to attend to my body, maids and loyal servants at my beck and call. On the weekends, tanned babes knocking on my door every two hours. Every day full of excitement and luxury. That'd be the life. Everything in its right place. It's the perfect life. It's the life for winners. That'll be my life. I thirst for selflessness. Hypocrites lusting after their own desires get killed by young rookies like me. This is how it goes down. And for the old killers, (laughs) they'll die anyway. I guess you can call it a comedy. I realize there's really nothing for me here, but what else can I do but keep going? 
Maybe I should have been a little more careful before I jumped in. Gotta find the exit. Gotta find that exit to paradise, but I can't see it. I can't see anything. There's this sense of doom running down my spine like it's... Like it's trying to suck the life out of me. I need to get rid of it before I bail. Something deeper, deeper than my instincts is taunting me. Can't find the exit. 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 Yes. Yes. All right. Yes. 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 All right. So yeah, I I know you're getting hoarse, so I won't I won't keep you. I appreciate uh, doing you. that. <laughs> and I feel like someone who's like played more No More Heroes is like just have them read it like Robin Atkin Downs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> For what it's worth, I played No More Heroes when it came out. <laughs> and not since then so i could not tell you what that character's voice voice right. performance was like right and i guess like yes to my own detriment like i i did kind of i was kind of nudging you in that direction but only because like i i wanted to see if i could yeah um, i feel that this is an exercise in acting for us but it's also an exercise in directing each other because that's not something that either of us does all that frequently right right but yeah dude uh and I guess, like, the only thing I'd say, and this isn't something you have to read, um, mm. it's it's just something that, like, I'm wondering about myself, like, as an actor reading this side. There's definitely, the shift is definitely when he says, I thirst for selflessness. Yeah. Um, like, he realizes, like, oh, maybe having everything will just, like, I I need to not do that, because, like, as if I just keep doing that... I'll get content, and then yeah. people will kill me. And I, I, um, I just here's the fun thing about uh, doing live reads, kids. Mm-hmm. Doing, uh, doing live cold reads is sometimes after you're done, you make a connection. I just realized that this line, "hypocrites lusting after their own desires get killed by young rookies like me," is him saying, "This is gonna happen to me someday too." Yeah. If I'm not careful, I didn't pick that pick up on that until it's, just it's, now. It's a hard line because, like, a. It's such a harsh shift. Yeah, like he's um, he's he's talking about what he is doing in this exact moment, but he's also talking about what will happen to him if he lets this become what he is. Yeah. And I guess like the reason why I had you read this cold without any context was because, you know, that's what happens when you audition in a lot of cases. Yeah. You really don't have any idea like, you know, maybe you'll know like what the character is, what the character looks like, maybe a couple notes about their personality. But, you don't have the full context of a story when you're no. given a side. Not at all. And, and I think, like, you going from this to, you know, the opening monologue, which is Travis introducing himself to the audience, I think, you know, I, I guess I wanted to touch upon, like, how an actor's understanding of the character improves the longer they spend with the material. Yeah. And there, there's this idea of, uh, one of the one of the common pitfalls for actors when they're getting started is this idea of like playing the end at the beginning. Yeah. So like if you're playing Romeo and Juliet, playing the tragedy at the beginning of the play when Mm -hmm. the characters are supposed to be like young and chipper and full of love. And this is kind of a case of the opposite where I had to play the end without any knowledge of the beginning. And then we went back and I got to do the beginning and then bring that context with me to the end, you know, yeah. the way that a yeah. story is supposed to go through. <laughs> no, this was fun. Those were, those were fun sides. No more. Yeah. 
I'd, I'd forgotten how well written No More Heroes really is. Yeah, like, it's really goofy and silly, but, like, as I've been revisiting it, there's some good shit there. Yeah. Yeah. You know what else is goofy and silly? This show. Psychonauts. Oh, which is yeah, now this show. coming to an end. Also, Psychonauts. <laughs> anyway, thank y'all for joining us this week for Backstage <laughs> Gaming. I hope you enjoyed it. I always like doing these episodes, Dylan. We should do these. I don't know. I'm, I don't want to say more frequently, but we should make a point of continuing to do these because these are yeah. always fun. Um, I did propose the uh, one long narr- uh, yeah. monologue. So I think, I that, think could that... Be, that could be very fun. Yeah. Uh, and maybe we'll do that sometime soon. But until then and until next week, thank you all for listening to Backstage Gaming. As always, it means the world to us that you are here sharing in our podcast and uh, and hopefully sharing it with the people in your life who you think would enjoy it. That would mean a lot to us. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, uh all those sorts of places, Stitcher. If you like it, consider leaving a rating and review. That would really help us uh, boost our visibility in addition to uh, sharing it with your friends. That means a lot to us. And you can also find us at our website, bsgpod.com. That's where you can find info about me and Dylan. There's a contact form if you want to reach out to us. There's some glossaries of terms of things that we've defined previously on the show. So if you're interested in any of that, check that out at bsgpod.com. Hey, Dylan, what about social media? Uh, yeah, if you want to check us out on social media, you can find us on Facebook, on Twitter, where we're most active, and our handle is at BSG underscore cast. Um, and you can also find us on YouTube. Uh, and if you want to engage with us in any sort of way, uh, we recommend that you use the hashtag BSGpod. You can also add us directly. I mean, like, we're not that picky. Yeah, um, we'll, but... <laughs> we'll, if we see it, we'll we'll do something for you. We'll give you a little right. something, something. A little something, something. Um, also huge, huge, uh, ups, huge, huge thanks to our friend Brendan French for the key art he has provided our show. Um, if you like his stuff, if you like what he did for us and want to check out his stuff, you can find him on brennan-french.squarespace.com. That is b-r-e-n-n-e-n-french.squarespace.com. You can also find him online at instagram.com slash brennanfrencharts. You should also go show some love to our friend BioQuery. He's the musician behind our theme song, Dot Sound Radio, Volume 1, Instrumentality. He's a producer, an electronica musician. You can find him doing a lot of different production stuff in addition to his own music. And if you want to see any of that, you should check out his SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash BioQuery. That's soundcloud.com slash B-I-O-Q-U-E-R-Y. Or you can search for BioQuery on Spotify. Thank you again to our patrons at patreon.com slash bsgpod for helping us keep the lights on. All of this is because of you. Soldier boy, tell him. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, thank, thank you to our notable patron, Soldier Boy. Uh, <laughs> all of this is for you, Soldier Boy. Are you proud of me yet, Dad? Uh, but anyway, it genuinely means the world to us that we have the support that we do. And if you want to support us directly, patreon.com slash bsgpod is a great way to do that. And thank you again to the HP Video Game Podcast Network for having us on the network. If you like us, you'll probably like some of their shows, so go check them out on Twitter at HPVGPodNetwork. That's all I've got. I need to go drink some more water. But yeah, I can, I'm can. i starting to hear that fry. I love getting, you. Getting a little bit, but thank it's okay. Thank you for sacrificing your vocal cords for me. No great sacrifice. And we'll talk to you again next week, friends. Goodbye. Goodbye now. I love you. Love you too. The audience, I mean. Goodbye.
our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.